Are you really ready to go there this morning? Amen. Good to see you this morning. Good to have all the new folks with us. We're glad that new people are coming our way. God sent them here. We appreciate you and we love you. We're glad God has brought you in this place. I don't believe there's no accidents in the kingdom. I don't believe there's no accidents in the kingdom. I believe you were set up. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a setup. Oh, yes, yeah, it's a setup. I believe that. It's a setup. And we're glad you're here. Faith renewed. Let, let our first time guests know you love them. Can you do that? <clears throat> As you turn to John 16, I'll read a little story to you. Somebody sent me this email this week. I believe it was Charlie. As you turn there, I want to read it to you. Uh, I can relate to this email. It says a young boy had just received his driver permit and asked his father if they could discuss the use of the car. His father said he'd make a deal with his son. You bring your grades up from a C to a B average, study your Bible a little, get a haircut, and we'll talk about the car. The boy thought about it for a moment and decided that he had settled for the offer and they agreed on it. And after about six weeks, his father says, son, I've been real proud of you. I've been real proud. You brought your grades up and I've observed that you have been studying your Bible, but I'm real disappointed that you didn't get your hair cut. Young man paused for a moment, and he said, you know, Dad, I've been thinking about that. He said, I've noticed that in my studies of the Bible that Samson had long hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. John the Baptist had long hair. Moses had long hair. And there's even a strong argument that Jesus had long hair. And to his father's reply, did you also notice that they all walked everywhere they went? I can relate to that. Mom and Daddy used to give me a hard time about my mullet. Anybody have a mullet? Anybody? Steve can relate, man. That's the only, I know better than that. But it, it, it is good to have you, and I hope that brings a little smile on your face. How many of those laughter is a good thing? It's like a medicine, so uh, sometimes you need to laugh. When the devil hits hardest, some, you know, we want to get mad and get upset and, and do other things, but it's just good to get to laugh sometimes. So I uh, hope it brought a smile to your face. John chapter 16, we're going to read verses 25 through 33. Uh, if you don't have it, it's on the screen. It says this, These things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language but I, t I will tell you plainly about the Father. And in that day you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you. <laughs> that encouragement just in that right there. The Father himself loves you. Because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. And again, I leave the world and go to the Father. If you understand what that is, Jesus is preparing them for the fact that he's going to be leaving this physical earth and, and trying to get them to understand that physically he's not going to be here. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been there. I've been in that place where you just can't feel him. And, and there is times when it seems like he's not in the room. It seems like there are times when he's not in this place, but he had to go do that so that spiritually he could be with them always. So that spiritually he could be Emmanuel and be with us through the Spirit and, and, and be in our life. And he says in 29, he says, Disciples said to him, See now, you are speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we believe that you came forth from God. And Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? 
Indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has now come that you will be scattered, each to his own, and, will leave, and you will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. Verse 33 says, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Could you use a little peace this morning? Man, who, who needs peace this morning? Raise your hands. If you, I need some peace this morning. Wow. You can have it. He said, in him you have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Wow. <laughs> I have overcome the world. He's overcome every problem you face today. He's overcome every situation, every turmoil, every pain, every struggle, every fight. He's overcome the world today, and he's overcome anything that the enemy can throw at you. God, today, be with us. Lord, thank you that you are in this house today, God, and Lord, speak clearly through me. Lord, speak clearly today through me. Lord, let me not mess this up, what you're trying to get into your people today. Let me not, let me not mess up the word today. Lord, let, this be, let me speak with clarity and with, with understanding today, God. And let your people grab hold of this truth today, God. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'll just allow me to speak from the heart. Lord, not just mine, but from the heart of God. Lord, let me be your voice today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Everybody say it. Everybody say it. Amen. 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 February is love month. Oh, just go ahead. Just break out. Oh, that's okay. And if, if you do have a significant other in your life, I, I hope you've, you've let them know you appreciate them. I hope you've let them know that you love them and you're thankful for them. And matter of fact, I hope that through the series 24 that we just came out of, I hope that you've really, not just the significant others, but through life, you're loving a little more. You're, 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 you're sharing a little bit more and you're just doing a little bit more for him because our time is so precious and it is so valuable. I, I was at the funeral of my aunt yesterday and, um, and, 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 it, and it is tough when you, when you have to lose someone and when someone leaves this earth, but it makes me understand how quick and how precious our life really is. It is like a vapor. It is here today, and it is gone tomorrow. But I believe this. I believe that the time we do have here today, I believe that the time God has given us, I believe that the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life. I believe that. Tell your neighbor, say, I believe the rest of your life. Oh, you ain't talking. I believe the rest of your life will be the best of your life. I believe that, and I, I, I think that is true. And, and, and we're in a season, though, right now, it seems like, and we can see it in the economy. We can see it, and even, it is tough to be in a ministry position and, and, and be in the place that God's put you in when you do have to see the face sometime of those who are struggling and, and those who are in a place of hurt and pain and, and when they are going through a situation. And, and, we, and we react a lot of times like we're reacting right now, and we kind of want to hold back and we want to stop right at the point of our potential. Right at the place, and, and, and it's real tough when you know what God's put in your heart, and when you look at someone and you see what's in them, and you know what's there, and you know what God's put on the inside of them, and they'll stop at the place where God is getting ready to bring explosion into your life. And I believe that. I believe that if we'll apply this word today, if we'll go into a place that we can really possess our potential, I believe that we can go into the things that God has for us. And I know for some of us today, we're facing a storm. There's a lot, I know a lot of the situations, and, and there's many probably that I have no clue of, and you say nobody understands, but God knows and God cares. And, and even though you may be in a storm this morning, I believe this. I believe if you allow it, that storm can help you determine and drive you and push you to a place where your destiny is. I believe that. I believe if you'll understand and apply the principles that I'm going to put in your life today and you'll put this word inside of your heart, I believe the word I'm going to give you today can drive you and make you stronger than you've ever been. 
I believe it can make you more powerful, more anointed, more called, more ready to, to face the enemy and go into a place that God has for you if you'll grab a hold of this word today. So what I'm going to do over this next series, and, and I, I hope you can kind of just see from the video, man, even though it is love month, I'm not talking about just love for one another. I'm talking about just the love that I have for you as a pastor and some of the things that God's put on my heart. And I want to share it with you today, and I'm going to start this series today, and I just want to talk to you straight from the heart. Is that okay? Is that okay? If I set up appointments, I'd be busy all week long dealing with some of the things that you're going through. But I can get up here and speak a word into your life. And God can do more in, in this 20 or 30 minutes than what I could do sitting down canceling with you all day long. Amen? I believe that today. So today we're going to help you get through the storm. Tell your neighbor, say, you're going through the storm. You will come through this thing. Amen? So I hope you'll take notes. I hope you'll write these things down. And as I just speak from my heart for the next several weeks, I just hope you'll grab this. I believe it's going to encourage you. I I believe it's going to equip you. It's going to help you get through the storm that you're facing right now in your life. I believe God's going to do that. Number one thing that you have to do, write it down on the back of your bulletin, if you would. Take these notes. Go back and study them. The first thing you need to do is this. When you're in the storm, when you're in the boat, don't stop rowing. Don't stop rowing. Don't stop rowing because here's the deal. You can't quit. We got to get rid of the quitter's mindset. We got we to get rid of certain words in our vocabulary. We got to get rid of things when it comes to what the enemy is trying to throw at us. We got to quit saying words like, I can't. We got to quit saying things like, well, I, I don't know if I can do that. According to what God tells us, we can do all things through Christ. Who gives us the strength? That means that whatever the situation is, whatever you're facing today, we can do it. We can go through it. We can make it through every storm of life, every problem of life, everything that he throws at us. But we've got to keep rowing the boat. We've got to stay in the fight. Well, you, we won't say, well, I'm just going to let God do this. God will do this if you stay in the boat and keep rowing. A lot of times we just want to throw them up and just say, well, God, you just do your thing. Well, there's a little bit of that's truth, but not all truth. You've got to let God do his thing, but you let him use you. And as you begin to row, he'll begin to direct you to the place of destiny. He'll begin to push you to that place if you allow him to do that. So you can't stop rowing. You can't quit where you're at. You can't stop at that point. The moment you stop rowing is the moment the storm will begin to take you where it wants to take you. It's the moment the current will begin to take you where it wants you to. And if it's not a spirit-filled God current, you don't need to be going in that direction. And there's some flows you need to get in just to go for the ride. There's, there's some rides you can just get in and throw your, throw your arms behind your back, prop your feet up, and just go along for the ride. God's taking you somewhere. But there's the storm that I'm talking about that you're in today is it's an enemy trying to pull you in a direction, trying to take you in a place, trying to go against the flow that God has for your life. And in the moment you stop doing it, the moment you quit, the moment you say, well, I can't do this thing any longer, is the moment you go against this word because you can Do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. And there'll be times when you have to encourage yourself. There's going to be times where you may come in here and the pastor may not give you exactly what you want to hear. You may be going through the radio and that song may not be the song you need to make it through the time. There'll be situations and times in life where you will have to come to a place where you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. That's what I like about David, man. David was bad. David, the Bible says, was a man after God's own heart. He was after the very heart of God, and he came to a place in, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. It says this. It says, now David was greatly distressed. Man, you've been there. Ah, my Lord. Have you, I, it's been one of them days, and it ain't but 
10, 55, 11 o'clock. And it's already been one of them days. Are you having one of them days this morning? Are you having one of them weeks this morning? Has it been one of them months for some of y'all? Has it been one of them years? So you're like, oh, dear Lord, he's getting close. He's been with them centuries for you. No, listen to me. The rest of your life is going to be the best of your life. But look at this. David Bible says he was greatly distressed. Look why he was tore up. Look why he was, look why he was struggling. The Bible says, for the people spoke of stoning him. This was, the, this was the dude that, that wiped Goliath out. And, and, and all the women were dancing and, and, and talking about Saul slaying his thousands, but David slain his ten thousands. And they were, they were jumping around saying, David, you the man. And now they've come to a place where he is greatly distressed and they're getting ready to stone him. But look what David did. I, I, David was just bad. The, the Bible says this because, because of this. Because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his own sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself and the Lord his God. Think about it for a second. He strengthened himself. How did he do it? In the Lord. Not his strength. He got into a place. When we, we try to get up here and get you to do things sometime, it ain't so we feel better and say, man, we, we really had it going on today. No, we're trying to get you to encourage yourself in the Lord. We're trying to get you to a place of worship. We're trying to get you to a place of encounter where you come into a place. And David did this. David strengthened himself in the Lord. How do you strengthen yourself when you get ready to be stoned? I mean, what do you do? You look around the crowd and you say, I'm going to go stand in front of him. He looks like he throws like a girl. Yeah, I'm gonna, he, he got a rag arm. I'm going to go here and stand right here, and uh, I'm going to let him do I mean, How do you do that? How do you come to that place? He understood that he was strengthening himself because he came into a place where God was in his life. And you have to do this. You have to keep rowing. You have to keep speaking God's word. When, when they throw that stone at you, you, just, you, keep, you keep rowing. You keep saying, well, I can do all things. I, I, I can do it. I can make it through this one. You've you got to keep rolling. You've got to keep paddling. You've got to keep moving because here's the deal. You can't stop. Well, well I'm, I'm waiting on God to do this. Yeah, God's going to do it, but you keep rolling, and then he, it's going to be a place where you come into your place of rowing. He's going to come up here, and it's just going to be like the, the ram that was caught in the thicket. Come on. Abraham was going up mountain, and he was going up that place, and, and he was going up one side, and there was a ram coming up the other. And at the moment he needed provision, the, the moment he needed something from God was the moment that that ram began to cry out in the thicket. And, and he took him, and he, he brought that sacrifice and laid it before God. You have to stay in the boat, though. Paul was in prison, right, and I can do all things through Christ. You know you can be in prison but never be a prisoner? There's some of you never been behind bars, but you're more bound than somebody down in Perry this morning. It's true. There's some of you more bound this morning than anybody who's ever been behind a bar and heard those bars close because you're in a place where you, you, you've quit, you've done all you can do, and you just say, I'm giving up, I'm stopping. But God's saying this to you today. Keep rowing. Tell your neighbors, say, don't stop rowing. Don't stop now. You can't quit. You can't quit. Got to keep speaking the word. Second thing is this, don't stop knowing. Don't stop knowing. Don't, don't stop knowing that God is God. Don't, don't stop knowing that God is your strength. 
Don't stop knowing that God is your very source. Don't stop knowing. Romans 8, 28, and I'm going to talk about it real in depth next week. He says that we know that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, called according to his purpose. you got to know things sometimes. you you got to understand that you've got to know and you'll know that you know that no matter what happens, God's still God. He's still who he said he is. He's still going to do what he said he was going to do. He's never going to quit. He's never going to give up on me. He's never going to turn his back on me because he loves me. He loves me so much. He loves you this morning. Psalm 46 one says this, that God is our refuge. A refuge is where you run to when, when everything's getting messed up. It's a place of safety. It's, it's a place when there's all, there's, there, all hell's breaking loose. Everything's being thrown at you. You're in a place of being stoned. But God is your refuge. God is someone that you can go hide yourself up underneath the shadow of his wing. And you can come into a place of provision. It is where God will keep you safe. He said that God is our refuge and our strength. I sure I'm weak, but he's our strength. Well, you know something? Wait a minute. There's a scripture so wait, wait a minute. His strengths made perfect in our weakness. He's trying his best to get you to a place where he shows you how good he really is. He's trying to get you set up and get you in position where he can show you how strong he really is. You know there's no other God like our God? No other God can compare to him. There's no other God beside him. He is our refuge, our strength, and I love this, a very present help. In time of trouble. Uh, so where's he at this morning, Pastor? I mean, I'm going through this thing. He's with you. Pastor, you don't know how I feel. You don't know what I'm facing. You don't know the junk in my life. You don't know what I'm going through. I know this. I know he's with you. They was in a boat being tossed to and fro, and it was being, being shifted on the waves and thrown back and forth. But he was just right there with them on the boat, and they were worried the whole time. But he was with them. He was right there amongst him. He is right there with them. And what you have to do when you come into a place of a storm in your life, you've got to know that he's God. And you've got to start feeding your faith. You've got to start feeding your faith. You've got you to start starving your doubts. Joyce Meyer says a lot of this. Joyce Meyer says you've got to doubt your doubts. You've got to doubt your doubts. You have to come to a place where you know that he's God. And you've got to quit hanging around the people who bring you down. We can solve a lot. I could, I could get you through a lot of these problems right now. If you just quit hanging around some people you with, don't turn your back on them, don't push them away and all this kind of stuff, but just quit getting connected and, and quit coming to a place where you let them pull you down. You know, I believe this. I believe they're, they're getting to go through seasons, and we got to come to a place sometime where we get the cell phone out and evaluate and start hitting delete on some of those folks. Some of you need to go through your email and, and go through and hit delete on some people. And, and, just, and just separate yourself from some folks and, 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 and get rid of some things because these folks will bring you down. They will push you down every time. The moment you quit, you keep hanging around those folks. I, I love the story about the little old lady who lived beside the atheist. I mean, she lived beside this atheist, and, and, and every day she would go out on the front porch she would go out there, and she, would, she, was a, she was a prayer warrior. She would pray out loud to God, and she would say, God, I thank you that you're who you said you are. I thank you that you're going to save my children. You're going to do this, and you're going to do this in my life. I believe this is going to happen in my life. God, I have a need today, and I ask you of this. One day, the atheist was listening to her, 
And she got on her front porch. She said, God, I haven't eaten today. There's no food in the refrigerator. The cupboards are bare. Look, I need you today to meet this need in my life. And the atheist got a little tickled. He said, oh, yeah, I'm going to mess with her. I'm going to mess with her. I, I'm going I'm I'm to make her look real dumb. I'm going to make her look real stupid, and, and, and I'm going to make her feel real bad. She's out there saying, God, I know you're God. I know you, who you said you are. He goes out to Walmart, gets a bunch of groceries, and puts them on the front step. Rings the doorbell and goes hide behind the bush, and she comes out, and she looks down, and she said, God, I know that you're who you said you are. You never leave me, Lord. You never forsake me, God. You're who you said you are, Lord, and I love you. And he jumped out. And he said, oh, I got you. Now I got you. You thought that was God. I did that for you. And she said, God, I love you. I thank you for buying me groceries. And I thank you for making the devil pay for it. (laughs) Come on. She didn't quit knowing. She didn't stop knowing. You've got to understand if you'll just keep knowing, the devil's going to end up paying the bill. Come on, the enemy will have to pay for, and he'll have to do things, and the, and the, the wealth of the wicked will be laid up for the just if we'll keep knowing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't know. As long as you don't know, you don't know. That was deep, wasn't it? Y'all was ready for some revelation today. Good God, I felt the Holy Ghost. I mean, the, the moment you don't know, you don't know. But I know. That's what I love about him. I know. You can't tell me he's not who he said he is. I know. I've seen him do too much. Oh, it's my situation's ugly. I know he's overcome the world. It's bad. I know he's overcome the world. It's messed up. I know. I know. I know he's who he said he is. And he changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his promises are yes. And they're amen for you today. And I believe that. And you gotta, you got you to come to a place where you don't quit rowing. And you don't stop knowing he's who he said he is. Third thing is this. Don't stop growing. It's, real, it's, it's real exciting as a minister of the gospel when you see someone really grow in their faith. I, it's been really cool. I, I love it. Pastor Stephen, you guys are blessed to, to be in youth ministry and, and to see a young person whose life comes in and they were, they're this way. And, and as they start growing in God and, and as things begin to develop in their life, they begin to get elevated and as, and to a place where God is doing great things. It's so exciting to see someone grow. But what happens is many times the moment the storm hits, people will stop. They'll quit. They'll give up. And it's when that moment hits that they'll stop growing. They'll stop doing these things. Go to 2 Peter chapter 3. i got to read this. Can I give you that, Tim? Shoot, it's on the screen there. I'm going to go ahead and read it on the screen. Look at this. Verse 17. You, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, be aware lest you fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. Verse 18. Making him find it. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him both be the glory and the honor forever. 
if you'll keep growing in God, you, if, you, if, if you say, I'm just, I'm just going to stay in faith. I'm going to keep feeding myself with the word of God. I'm going to keep doing these things that God's saying in my life. I'm, gonna keep grow, I'm just going to keep growing. If you'll, if you'll keep growing in the storm, you'll experience your greatest breakthrough. It was during the storm that Peter got to walk on water. Can't nobody else say that but Jesus? Well, he fell and he stumbled, yeah, but he, he during the middle of the, uh, probably one of the roughest storms he's ever seen, he experienced one of the greatest blessings, one of the greatest miracles. Yeah, he went down, but if you keep reading the story, you keep, you'll, you keep studying that thing out, you'll find out that him and Jesus walked back to the boat together. Uh, imagine that. Just you and Jesus walking on top of the thing that was sent to take you out. That's how it's supposed to be. Imagine you and him walking together. And there's times today, and, and, and some of you in this position, you've taken your eyes off him and you've looked at the situation. Yeah, you've started to go down. And, 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 and you're struggling today. You, you gasp him for breath. But listen to me this morning. If you'll get your eyes back on him this morning, if you'll put your focus back where it should be, just like Peter, he'll take you by the hand. He'll pick you up. And you and him can walk back to your boat together. And you can walk right on top of your situation this morning. Amen. You can walk right on top of the very thing that was sent to take you out. You got to understand that, that we have to do these things. We have to keep growing in God. Proverbs 1.5 says this, a wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. You know, successful people are learning people. Successful people are growing people. And the moment that we quit growing as a church, I believe it's when we start being unsuccessful. And I'm not just talking about growth in numbers. We're going to keep doing that. But I'm talking about the moment we quit growing in God, the moment we quit, we ever, ever get out of this thing right here called the Word of God, the moment we quit praising is the moment we start sliding back. The moment we quit worshiping, you've got to keep growing. You've got to keep coming to a place where you know God's who He said He is. Look at your neighbor and say, don't stop growing. Don't stop knowing. Don't stop growing. And the, and the fourth thing is this. Don't stop sowing. Don't stop sowing. Oh, I knew he was going to go there. Mm -hmm. I knew he was going to find a way to this thing today. I knew he was going to get there somehow. No, I'm talking about sowing seeds of all kinds. I'm talking about putting the right seed in the ground, getting the right fruit. The moment you quit sowing is the moment the storm will take you out. You know, that's, what, that's what's messed up. People say whatever they want to say about the economy. I don't care who was in office. I don't care who was in it now. It's because of this. The, the, the media got people messed up and got them scared and got them afraid to quit buying things and quit sowing and putting things places. It's the moment the, the, uh, the, media, the, the economy got all screwed up. I'm serious. Uh, you, you can blame it on whoever. I don't care who was in the office. It's the moment we quit doing that. And the moment we quit buying stuff, the moment the store has to close down. And it's the moment we quit sowing. You know this, you know you're creating your tomorrow today. You're creating your tomorrow today. You're creating, you're, you're creating what's going to happen tomorrow in your life by what you're doing and the decisions you're making today. By the things that we do today. And it's why we can't quit sowing. But in the middle of the storm, it's when we want to quit doing that because we want to give up. We don't want to trust him. We want to hold on to everything that we've got. There's a little boy in the, in the Bible, he had five loaves and two fishes. Went to Long John Silver's and got a number seven. That's all he had. He had enough for him. He had enough for him. And, and, and we always want to look out for number one when it gets real bad. 
We always want to look out for number one. We want to do these things. But the moment we keep it in our hands, it's as big as it'll ever get. Hear me. The moment we keep it, the moment we hold on to that check, the moment we hold on to our, 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 our seed of, of love and blessing and, and, and doing good for someone, the moment we hold on to that thing is the moment it's as big as it'll ever get. It, it can't get no bigger in your hand. But the moment you place it in his hand, it's as small as it'll ever be. It's as small as it'll ever be. It, 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 it's, it's as small as it'll ever be because the moment you stick it in his hand is the moment he begins to take it and use it. Little boy took number seven, Long John Silvers, and said, God, I'm going to take and I'm going to give you what I have. I'm going to take it. I'm going to place it at your feet. I'm going to give you what I've got. It, it may not be much. I'm looking around, and there's about 15,000 people on this hillside. And all I've got is this. And Jesus said this, give it to me. And the Bible says he took it, and he blessed it, and he broke it, and he began to give the seed that that little boy gave. He began to take, and, and it, was, it was so awesome. That little boy ate more than he probably eaten in a long time. Took 12 baskets back to mama and, and, and said, man, look at what happened. And it's the moment we'll take what we have and quit and, and, and not stop sowing in the moment of the storm. It's the moment we'll see God do great things. As a matter of fact, I believe this. I believe our seed is magnified in a storm. Because it really becomes a time of seed faith. It's not seed faith when everything's good, everything's fine in your life and you have no problems. And you can, oh, I can write this check. You want five more dollars? Here, I'm going to tip you today, Jesus. I'm going to give you another five today. That's good. I'm, I'm praying we all get to a place where we tip him. Five thousand. Just going to keep on. Benjamin's. Just keep. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you to that place. But listen. I said, amen. Come on, somebody. That's a good word. But listen to me. I believe it's in the moment where we come into a place where we say, I will refuse to quit sowing. That God does great things. Listen to this. I heard this the other day. And it messed with me. I had to look it up online see if I, it was the truth. One papaya. Somebody heard about papaya smoke. That's nasty. I've been to Peru. Them things are getting good. Listen, one papaya, listen to me. One papaya has an average of two to 500 seeds on the inside of it. Just one. And, and listen to what happens. You take one seed from one papaya and you put it in the ground, and one seed produces one plant with an average of 10 papayas. One seed, one plant, average of 10 papayas. Now listen, those 10 papayas have 500 seeds. Let's say you take those 500 seeds in each papaya, you now have 5,000 seeds. Now, somebody get a calculator out checking me. You now have 5,000 seeds. You take 5,000 seeds and you plant them in the ground, you now get 5,000 plants. You with me? You now have 5,000 plants, and you now have 5,000 plants that have 10 papayas on each one. You now have 50,000 papayas. I mean, I'm going to go into papaya business, man. I know it could grow like that. That's awesome. Listen to me. 50,000 papayas. Now, you've got 50,000 papayas with 500 seeds on the inside of them. Now you have 25 million seeds. And if you can do that for fruit, I wasn't going to say something. I ain't going to say it. If he did that for fruit, you know he's got me in mind. 
You, you know he loves me. People say, well, you know, I just keep giving, and I keep giving, and I keep giving. I never get anything back. I just keep giving, and I just keep giving, and I just keep giving. And I want to say, how do you just keep on giving? How many of y'all going to get that when you get home, start eating lunch? You can be, oh, God, I got, know what the pastor was saying now. Now, think about it for a second. You keep giving, and I just don't get nothing back, but I just keep on giving. Let you think on it for a little while. This is what Jesus does. There you go. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10 says this about our Father. It says, Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Start sowing seed. Start sowing seed. Now, I know the Bible loves a cheerful giver. Some of you, you might be crying when you're giving them, them seeds. You know what you need to do? You just start saying, I'm just watering my seed, Lord. I'm just watering my seed. And you'll get that one when you get home too, I guess. <laughs> but, but I'm just watering my seed in faith. I'm all right to stay there. And you, just, you keep putting seed in the ground. And he brings back blessings in your life because here's what he does. Well, I'm in a storm right now. If you keep doing what God says, you'll keep getting what God's got. I want what he's got. I want what he has for me. And yeah, we're going to have tribulation. Things will come at us. But listen to me. It is, we have to keep our focus on God. I love it. In Mark 4, I ain't got time to break it down to you today but, and read it out. But read this at home. In Mark 4, Jesus got on the boat with his disciples and he said, we're getting ready to go to the other side. You hear that? He made a promise to them. He said, we're going to the other side. And they got on the boat, and I love Jesus, but God says something in our life. It's just he does it like this. He just got on the boat and went and laid down. Took a nap. Some of you today are worried to death because you say, Jesus sleeping, he's worried. It don't matter. If he says something, it'll happen. You keep rolling, you keep knowing, you keep growing and sowing, and you keep trusting God. He'll bring that thing to pass in your life. He, he, he got on the boat, and he fell asleep. The storm came, the Bible says, man, and it was throwing him around, and Jesus was just snoring, resting, taking a nap. It didn't matter. He was there. That's what we got to see. I don't see him working right now. Where is he at? What's he doing? He's there. It don't matter what he's doing right now. As long as he's there, everything's going to be fine. Because he woke up, and the Bible says, he said, look, these guys said, where's your faith at? And then he went out and said, peace be still. And these guys freaked out and were amazed because even the wind and the waves have to obey him. There's no situation. Come on, give him praise. There's no circumstance. He has overcome the world. He's overcome every situation that you're going to face in your life. And I love it. I, 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 and if you'll see this, if you'll grab this. It was on the other side that they got to witness and experience one of the greatest miracles that I believe you'll ever find in the Bible. Up until this time, you got to see Jesus have victory over the physical death. Speak to people and they get up out of graves. You, they, they got to see Jesus speak to withered hands and, and that hand straighten out. Sp just reach down and pick up dirt and spin it and put it on someone's eyes and their eyes open up. But he got to go to a whole other level when they got on the other side of that sea. He said, we're going to the other side. 
And they got on the other side and they got off the boat. And it was at that moment that he heard about all of the, the, the craziness, the, the, all the chaos that was happening in a guy's life who was demon-possessed. He got to show him that he had, he had victory over the natural. He got to show him he had victory over, over the winds and the waves and, and all even the elements had to obey him. But now he was getting ready to show them that he has victory over every foul spirit that has attacked you. He's got victory over everything that's been sent to take you out. And it was the moment he got out, this guy came to him and he spoke to the enemy. And he said this, he said, what is the name of you, spirit, this demon-possessed man? And, I, and study this out. He said, my name is Legion. A legion is, is, was, is a Roman uh, I guess you would want to call it, say, group of soldiers numbering from three to 6,000. Uh, it was, it was, it was a, probably the heaviest hit that anybody had ever been hit with, the biggest spiritual attack anyone had ever seen. And he said this. He said, he said oh, oh, good. I'm going to show these guys who I really am. And it says that those demons began to tremble and were fearful. And they asked permission. Can you just at least put us in a pig? Can you at least put us in the swine? And, and the Bible says that he said, yeah, he cast that foul spirit out, all 6,000 of them. Sent them into the swines, and they went off into the water and drowned. Listen to me. Your greatest miracle is on the other side of your storm. Your greatest victory is at the end of this fight. Can't quit now can't stop now. You, you can't give up right at, the, right at the very break of your miracle. You can't stop now. Stand with me if you will, please. Hallelujah. God, you're awesome. You're awesome. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, today that you're with us. You're here. And today, God, let us as your people. God, just have the strength to keep rolling. To stay in, not quit, not give up, not, not stop now. God, help us to keep knowing you who you said you are. God, help us to just keep growing in faith and then not waver during this time. God, help us to keep being obedient and sowing. If we haven't been, Lord, help us to start in those areas. God, start this journey, Lord, today. God, thank you, Lord. And God, I'm excited. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm excited today, God, because I see this in the Spirit, God. I know the greatest miracle is after the storm. Lord, the greatest miracle is going to come if your people will stay with you and they'll keep their focus on you and don't quit now. The greatest miracle they'll ever experience in their life is, is on the other side of the storm today, God. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, today for who you, for who you are. And God, I praise you today, Father, for what you're getting ready to do in this house right now, in this altar in this sanctuary today, God. This is holy ground, Lord. You are here today. And I praise you for it right now. A lot of times I say, just, I, I say, just, you know, keep your heads bowed. But today, open your eyes and look at me for a second. If you're in the storm, you're not by yourself, trust me. He's with you. I said earlier, I said you need to separate yourself from the folks who can't walk in faith with you. I also believe this. I believe you need to get connected 
to those who are in faith. I believe you need to get connected with the ones that can come and speak life into your death situation and, and speak peace in the middle of your storm. And, and, and the winds and the waves will have to obey. He's just good like that. And this morning, with every head up, every eye open, everybody looking around, if today you're in a storm, we want to be that people for you today. We want to be the one who can connect with you in faith and pray for your situation. It's still early. It ain't late. we got time to do this. If today, with everybody looking, if you'll say, Pastor, just be real. Just, just say, I'm in a storm this morning. I need somebody to agree in faith with me. Lift your hand up if you would. Raise it up high. Raise it up high. Raise it up high. Raise it up high. Wow. While I go, Pastor Rob asked, you know, who had a need, raise your hand. Everybody's like, by the way, even to church. Now y'all lying because you know I'm getting ready to do something. I, I'd be like, damn. Because I'm telling you, I know God's with me. I know God's going to pray when we, and, and bless you when we speak into your life today. If you raise your hand, do this. Take the next step in faith. Know God's who he said he is. And we're going to pray with you and believe with you. Come out and stand up in the altar if you would. We're not going to embarrass you. We just want to pray with you. We're going to speak life into you today. God's going to touch you today. Come and stand. Come on, they're coming. Give them a hand as they come. Come on, give them a hand as they come. It takes faith to do that. It takes guts to do that. You're putting your hands together. You should be walking down here with them. Come on, they're moving. Hallelujah. That's what I love, man. I love it. I love it. I love what God's getting ready to do right now. There's an old song, and I you ain't got to sing this, but Gary, you remember that song, Peace Speaker? <laughs> There's a line of that song that says that I know him. Remember that, Bill? I know him by name. I know him by name this morning. He's Emmanuel. He's God who's with us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. I need some people who can join with me in faith. I don't want you to be a number. We got to delete out the phone. We got to erase off email. If you believe in faith, God's going to do something. Pastors, come on down here. We're getting ready to pray with you. God, I've been speaking about this morning is here. And he loves you and he's going to minister you to you today. I believe that. And I, I think he's going to do this for you. Matter of fact, I know he's going to do this for you. He's going to give you some strength today. His strength will be made perfect in your weakness today. Just keep rolling. When it feels like your arm's about to fall off and you bet you have, you're fatigued and everything's burning in you and, just, and you want to quit and you want to stop, just keep going one more round. Just keep on, keep, keep, keep rolling. Don't stop. Don't quit. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Somebody. Thank you, God. Hallelujah.